First and Goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson is live 1 to 8 p.m. every Sunday throughout the season. The NFL is on. Tune in. Let's expand the conversation, bring in an old friend, a fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano of NFL Network. Check Mike and the crew out, NFL Fantasy Live, weekdays, 5 Eastern. Michael, thanks for taking the time. Let's look ahead to Sunday Night Football. How do you see the Redskins running back situation with Rob Kelly dealing with a rib issue? Yeah, it looks like Rob Kelly uh, is either going to be uh, limited or out in this contest. So, Samaj P. Ryan looks like he'll be the star. Chris Thompson's a better play in PPR leagues. He's been the best Redskins running back from a fantasy perspective after two weeks, and he's a guy that's very versatile, too, and they're going to utilize him quite a bit with Kelly banged up. Michael, Nick Ferguson here. Right now we're watching the Chargers in Kansas City so far already. Phillip Rivers, mm-hmm. three interceptions. We know they have an explosive wide receiver on that Chargers team and Travis Benjamin. If you are a fantasy owner, you have Travis Benjamin. Is it time to kind of place him on a waiver wire and go out and find another wide receiver? You know what? I mean, Benjamin is so hit or miss that I don't know that a lot of fantasy owners are starting him. He's probably on some rosters as a bench player. That's the issue with, with a player like uh, with Benjamin. He kind of reminds me of like Devery Henderson. You remember this guy would either give you two catches for 10 yards or he'd give you three catches for 70 and a touchdown. And Benjamin is very similar to that. So the best wide receiver clearly in, uh, on that roster is, is Keenan Allen. But the big thing here that people need to remember about Philip Rivers is that his game can be so unreliable and inconsistent that as a fantasy owner, it drives you nuts. He can go out there one week and give you 303 touchdowns and look tremendous. And then the following week, in a division game, he's got three interceptions in the first half. This is sort of where Phillip Rivers falls from being one of the top-tiered quarterbacks in fantasy football because he does this all the time. Mike, because you are a fantasy Hall of Famer and a huge football fan in addition to being a fantasy analyst, is Phillip Rivers going to be a Hall of Famer? Is he going to Kenton, Ohio? I still think he needs a, a couple of more seasons. We'll see how long he plays. I believe it's close, though. I, I believe it, it's going to be close. He's just never gotten to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, he's gotten close. He's gotten close. And I remember uh, that one season where he played through what was a torn ACL and uh, you know, a, a gritty guy, a guy who is uh, clearly uh, someone who was a favorite of his teammates and is a favorite of his teammates. You know, I work with, with Danny and Tomlinson, and uh, they have a good relationship. I think he's close. I don't know if he's there just yet. Michael, you know, when Sam Bradford went out, you know, a lot of fantasy owners were really shaking in their boots as far as the level of production for Stephon Diggs. But enter – you know, Case Keenum, I mean, exploded today from an offensive standpoint and put up big numbers with Stephon Diggs. Is this something that we can expect moving forward with this chemistry that these two seem to have developed in this short period of time? Well, Stephon Diggs was one of my favorite breakout candidates uh, of the year, I, and especially a wide receiver. I mean, I loved him coming in. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get him in as many leagues as I wanted to. But Diggs actually had sort of, seen a downtick in his value because if you remember last week against the Steelers he was held pretty much in check and a lot of people accounted that to Sam Bradford's absence now going into this week Diggs was started in a lot of fantasy leagues but I guarantee you there were owners out there who said you know what I'm going to take a chance on Devontae Parker for example or I'm going to take a chance on Richard Higgins because 
Diggs has got to catch passes from Case Keenum, and the Buccaneers' defense is pretty good. Well, if you did bench Diggs, you are probably shaking your head and not looking a whole lot at your game center because he had a monster contest. And I think this was great that he did it with Case Keenum, but I am certainly more comfortable starting Diggs week in and week out once Sam Bradford returns from that knee injury. It's the Fantasy Fix with Michael Fabiano of NFL Network. Check Mike and the fellas out. NFL Fantasy Live weekdays, 5 Eastern. Michael, we're tracking what's going on in Green Bay. Ty Montgomery appears to be shaken up. Beyond the details of whatever's going on with him physically, what's his outlook overall? A ton of touches to start the year. Yeah, he he was on pace for uh, well over 200 touches, and he had previously had 121 as his career high, which was last season. So they needed to dial it back a little bit in terms of his overall touch numbers. Now, with that being said, I still think, Assuming this injury is not serious, I do believe he is going to end up being a very solid RB2 for fantasy fans and RB1 in PPR leagues. He's got a lot of advantages. Defenses cannot stack the box against Aaron Rodgers or he will absolutely destroy them. So he's always going to have the advantage of a future Hall of Fame quarterback playing there with him. And let's keep in mind, this is a former receiver who's turned running back, which means what? He is a very good pass catcher as well. And as a fantasy owner, you always like to have a running back who's versatile, who can catch the ball out of the backfield and make plays as a runner. And Ty has proven in the first couple of weeks that he can certainly do both. Michael, we've seen some guys today really become like fantasy uh, gems. And these would be guys that we still can talk about as far as being sleepers, like, you know, Blake Bortles. I mean, he struggled ever since preseason. But he plays against the Baltimore Ravens, who were sensational a week ago, turning the ball over. I think they had four last week. But his numbers were just kind of out of the roof. You know, 244 yards, four touchdowns. Is there another guy that's out there who, can you know, we can view as being a sleeper that, you know, maybe you can tell the listeners that maybe they need to pay attention to? You know, there are so many quarterbacks in this league that regardless of status, uh, in the NFL, fantasy football, or otherwise, can put up good numbers. This week has shown that more than any other week that I can remember. Tom Brady is your number one quarterback right now, uh, which is no shock because he had five touchdowns. But after that, you're looking at Keith Keenum, Jacoby Brissett, Blake Bortles, Brian Hoyer, and Jared Goff. I mean, I read this list and I can't believe it. <laughs> it, is, it, it is one of those weekends, and it happens two or three times a year where everything goes sideways. And weird stuff happens. And strange things have happened this week at the quarterback position. Even Eli Manning. I mean, Eli Manning goes to Philadelphia typically, and his numbers are bad. And today, he threw for 366 yards and had 22.6 fantasy points. With that being said, to answer your question, I like Deshaun Watson. I don't know how you can't like this kid. He almost beat Bill Belichick as a rookie in New England. And he looked good, and he can run with the football. And I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. When a rookie quarterback can run with the football, he's got added value. We also saw that with Deshaun Kaiser today. 44 yards rushing and a touchdown. That is very solid, 22 fantasy points. I think Watson needs to be added in all fantasy leagues, even at a deep quarterback position. If he can do this against the Patriots, and remember, last week he had a very solid game from a fantasy perspective. Two scored around 18 fantasy points. Heck, that is pretty good uh, for, for anyone. And I was surprised at how well he performed considering the circumstances, considering his lack of uh, experience in the National Football League. 
And considering the fact that the Patriots really shut down New Hopkins. New Hopkins did not have a good game in standard scoring leagues, but Watson still put up a very solid line. He is a player to watch, no question about it. Michael, as always, we appreciate the information as we're tracking the rivalry between the Chiefs and the Chargers. How about the rivalry between you and Matt Money Smith? Who's going to win the title this year at NFL Network? (laughs) You know what? Matt Money Smith and I played in the championship two years in a row, and he beat me two years in a row, and he does not let me forget that very often. (laughs) Let's put it that way. But Money's great. I love him, um, and I'm super proud of him doing uh, doing his thing with with the L.A. Chargers. I just got to hope that when we meet up again, hopefully the championship and I can take this guy out because I can't have this hanging over my head for the rest of my life because he does hang it over my head, I promise you. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate the analysis. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. All right, take care. The NFL is on TuneIn. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern.